0: We are Michael Veazey in London, England And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington More importantly, you are the owner of a thriving online business And you want to become the best e-commerce leader you can be We're here to get you there For show notes with links and resources mentioned today And for other GC resources like downloads Just visit our blog, (music) theecommerceleader.com Hey, folks, welcome back to the e-commerce leader podcast. Today, we are in the middle of a discussion. Well, really, it's more of a question of, of Jason revealing his uh, wisdom about Google SEO, which he's been doing for years, particularly for Shopify store owners, because that's Jason's amazing ninja skill, if you like. But also, this applies to anyone with their own website. And I would say also any Amazon sellers listening really should listen up because as things develop in 2021 and beyond it's not enough to be able to just do google amazon seo although that is important but we want to start being able to bring traffic from outside of amazon towards our product listings and google seo is a fantastic way to do that and as ad spend gets more expensive all the time on amazon and in google ads and facebook everywhere else really on the internet then google seo is becoming ever more important as a cost effective way of getting traffic so with no more to do we going to plunge in today working on how to get backlinks why they matter why you should be using e-commerce i should say um google seo consultants and experts quite sparingly and uh, if all our house fails how to get to the top of the search engine results slightly counterintuitive method so stay tuned keep taking notes as ever if you want notes go to the ecommerceleader.com. we actually have the transcript for every single podcast there so if you hear some things and you want the detail there that's where you can get it. Theecommerceleader.com. Enjoy the show.
1: Okay. So that was, that was backlinks and authority links. Let's move on to number four, number five, real quick. Number four is use consultants and experts sparingly. (laughs) And by that, what I mean is there are many, many services out there that are built to help you do SEO work and rank. And I would just say this, frequently they're underwhelming in terms of their results. And frequently what they will produce for you is maybe results that are smoke, but no fire. You know, maybe they'll get you traffic, but then you look and you say, am I making any money from this traffic? I'm like, well, no, but so, you know, the reality is it's hard work and it takes a long time and you um, need to be careful not to overindulge in the services tools and, you know, consultants that will, you know, try to help you with this. In my experience, in my view, it, it just is one of the things that you need to build into your work and to your content marketing strategies and to your website you know, work in such a way that you have a machine that's tuned, not an expensive service you're paying for to do it for you, if that makes sense. Uh, a machine that's tuned produces a long-term outcome like a flywheel, where over time it's becoming more and more successful and it's manageable for the long term. A short consultancy or service provider gig will get you maybe a burst if they're successful, if they're lucky. But usually that's illusory and not long-term You know, results. It's maybe, it's maybe not going to serve you for the long term. So anyway, so that's my commentary and not to be a downer about it. But it's, it's just it's not really ideal, I don't think, to use bolted on paid expensive people to help do this work. And Kyle and I have done this in the past for people. We have found just being completely real that our takes longer to show results than people's appetite to continue to pay, you know, because we do know what to do to rank. The question is how long do you have to do it for to see results that somebody's going to be happy with. And when you're in a vendor, you know, a pay or payee relationship, that can be tough. It's much wiser to just say, okay, I'm going to build a system and a team that gets after this long-term goal so that I don't have to evaluate the quality of a service provider in the short term and give a thumbs up, thumbs down to working with them. That's just a, it's a, a not the ideal way to go in my view. Yeah,
0: Very interesting experience that you put across there. I, I guess, in a sense, what you're saying there is, is not necessarily if you get a really great team, like you guys really do know your business with uh, Shopify and, and generally sort of e-commerce site ranking, but that you may not actually have the... The uh, stomach for the <laughs> for the payments for six mm-hmm. months or nine months mm-hmm. before it actually kicks off. Mm-hmm. The other thing that strikes me is the obvious point that either you as the business owner need to understand SEO, or if you're employing an SEO expert who, even if they're very very expert at SEO, have to understand you and your products and your marketplace. And it's really a bit of a toss up, <laughs> which is uh, harder to learn, right? Because there are so many nuances about your products and and your relationship of your brand to the ideal consumers that you know, in, in your case, from years and you know, over a decade. So there's another yeah. thing that strikes me, you've got to weigh that up and maybe it's less painful for you to learn SEO than it is an mm-hmm. SEO agency to learn your brand.
1: Yeah, that's right. So it is about, again, building that team and that system. And and you do have to be responsible. If you're a kitchen table entrepreneur, like most of us are, and you're just doing work yourself or building a team of virtual assistants, that kind of thing, you do have to have the guided, the the ability to guide this effort and to get things done in a way that serve and support this long-term goal. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the final tip here, number five in our uh, little battle plan is when all else fails, use Google AdWords to supersede the organic search results. So I guess I'm saying when all else fails, you fall back and use use different artillery pieces in this war than than just organic search results. And so so this is there's nothing wrong with that. There's no there's no crime in that. It is certainly something you can do and it will give you an ability to rank above the organic search results in, in most of the Google system. And so a few tips, I think text-based ads focused on buying keywords, you know, c- keyword phrases that are for buying an intent are the ideal. And you can also do Google shopping. You can do Google display ads, which is a whole different animal because those are image ads that go across the internet on other people's websites that are using the, the AdSense program. But, but just text-based focused on the appropriate phrases and, and spending a, a bit of money on that every month is a good way to go. I've t- talked about it before, but you know I have a Google ad grant for our charity that's $40,000 a month. Of spending that I get to deploy in support of our charity, and uh, it's an honor to be a Google Foundation recipient. And we, you know, we work hard to deploy that money every month. I use it or lose it is how that works. So, so trust me when I say I spent a lot of time and energy thinking about these these tools and systems because even in that work, just so you know, kind of how that process works, the 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 AdWords based system is still working in support of content on your website or product or content pages. So you still you still have to have the content or, or product pages that then you put an ad out there for. So if you've got an item on your website like uh, peanut butter, then you can have uh, AdWords ad that talks about the you know the peanut butter so you know you've got to build your you still got to do all of this preparatory work and focus your site and have it tuned and and focus on key phrases and then the adwords system can work well in support of it so yeah so that's my my final tip here shortcuts yeah i like it
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's very interesting to me is that a lot of companies that are ranking number one for their search result are doing organic sorry they're bidding on ads and uh, i think one of the reasons for that is kind of simple because the competition is as well so you've got the first two or three slots, three in the slots now isn't it which according to perry marshall is a profound change in how the mass of it all works but basically if you really want to be at the top of the search results then the, the searchers don't necessarily care, just don't like the Amazon ads, whether it's paid or organic, they just click on the top results. And one of the things I've seen a lot of companies doing is they will, this is not necessarily something that's advisable from the intellectual property perspective, I think, but they will bid on the name of a company. It's particularly in the Amazon SaaS space, for example, naming no particular names. <laughs> And the competition will actually be bidding on that as an advertising turn. So they'll turn up possibly number one for a different company, but the company itself is bidding say turns up at position number two in the ads, and then position number three is some other company. Yeah. And then the, the fourth position from the searchers perspective is the it's first organic organic result, right? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. becoming a, a messier business than it used to be, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So you basically, if you do what you just said, you can be number one in, in, in the paid slot and then you could be number one in the organic slot. That's the b- kind of ideal outcome. And so obviously your competitors know that if they, you know, bid against your keyword or key phrase and your brand name then and pay for it, they can you know, usurp your organic search result for your own brand name. So when somebody literally types your company name, they see your competitor, if your competitor is paying, which is sort of uh, it's dragging you into that, you know, match against them. You know, I mean, you you, you basically kind of have to bid against your own brand name and pay for that traffic as a slot, you know, or spot holder. It just puts you at the very top of the of the presentation page. And even if you're already organically number one, so... Yeah, there's uh, most companies do that. And it makes a lot of sense to do that so that your competitors can't. And then if you, you know, if you look at it visually, you for that keyword or key phrase, you're pretty much dominating it if you're the number one organic. But most of the time, what happens is you're not number one organic. You're maybe number best case, you know, on the first page, maybe you're third or fourth down the page. But then if you pay for the key phrase and through AdWords then you're, you're up at the top and then you're down at the bottom. You're on that page a couple of times. And that's okay. a very, very common outcome for world-class workers in the space. I mean, the, the best people in the space, that will be a common outcome is they're on the page twice. And so for many of the, you know, things that we do that, you know, that's kind of the goal for us. We, we freak, you know, because you can't win against eBay, for example, for organic search result for a uh, mini phrases or for Etsy or for, you know, f- frequently Amazon, you know, so They're going to be number one organic search result for a keyword or key phrase. Frequently, it's, you know, it's Amazon, it's eBay, it's Etsy. And then, you know, so you're not going to beat them with your Shopify site. But you could be fourth or, you know, you could be on the first page. And then if you're paying, hopefully you're not paying in AdWords against Amazon, Etsy, and eBay, but sometimes you are. And that's just the reality. It's like, okay, I'm a gladiator. I'm in a ring with a very large monster right now. Bummer for me, but nonetheless, (laughs) I'm going to fight. I'm going to survive. I'm going to figure out how to do this. And you just have to go at it with that mentality is that you're going to be in it to win it. And you have to fight with whoever is there.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I suppose that brings up a slightly broader point, which just to touch on, I spoke to Matt Edmondson, British-based Shopify expert, who's been doing this stuff for 20 years, I think. And he was saying that the David versus Goliath thing, you actually you know, need to look at the weaknesses, the chinks in the armor, if you will, of eBay, Amazon, Etsy. They have quite a few. I mean, Amazon, for example, is pretty awful at optimizing listings particularly their own products on Amazon, which is kind of ironic. They're more mechanical sort of engineering type mindset mindset than than marketers in the end. And I don't really know eBay very well, but I'm sure they have their weaknesses as well. And Going head to head with them is often going to be very expensive and very bad for your head. But if you can find ways to sort of sneak around them, then I I don't know how that shows up exactly in the SEO slash advertising space. But I think it's generally worth looking for those chinks rather than assuming that they're impregnable, because I don't think they are as invulnerable as we think they are sometimes.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And that's where the long tail key phrases. And those ideas come into play and you just have to ask yourself the question, how can we be distinct or unique? What can we offer that's different? This gets to many strategies that's sort of Pandora's box, but, you know, some of the ideas associated with beating the biggies is having free products, free information products, you know, and you're not going to find a free product on Amazon. So that, you know, that's one Silver bullet right there. And you might find free products on on other marketplaces or sites like you know on Etsy maybe, but even there, you know, maybe not. So that's one way to go about it. Now, how do you how do you offer a free product? Well, it would be an information product, obviously. And so, you know, you you can create information products. It can win long term key phrases and keywords uh, ranking. And so, these are the ideas you want to start to think about. But to your point, yeah, I completely agree. You just have to say what are they doing for the key phrases and associated long tail key phrases that I'm interested in? And are there opportunities for me to zig when Amazon, eBay, or the other big players are zagging or just to be in the game and and win it? And, and you, you know, you're not going to win number one, you're going to fight for silver medal. (laughs) And, you know, anybody who's been a wrestler, you know, I, I, I did wrestling when I was a young, young guy in junior high and high school. And, uh, if you lose an early round, you're in a the, the loser's bracket. You're not going <laughs> to get the gold, you know, and so you just have to put reality into your own mind and say, I'm still going to, I'm still going to fight. I'm still going to win, but I might end up with the bronze medal here and uh, not the gold. And so that's just reality and it's a part of the deal. And, and sometimes you, you know, sometimes you just have to work and work and work and then. And then success can happen. You know, for example, you know, we have, you know, clients we work with that sell on Amazon and Dot Dash Corporation chose to do listicles that feature their products and kaboom, (laughs) There, there, there they are. Number one search result is the listicle and the number one result is their product on Amazon. And so, you know, I know that some people are listening to this saying, I only sell on Amazon. Stop talking about your Shopify stuff. But reality is this can work for Amazon sellers as well. And and, in that format, in that way, you know, you can be a resource journalists or bloggers or whatever, and uh, your Amazon outcomes can be wildly impacted by those kinds of, you know, content strategies.
0: I mean, we've, we've camped on Amazon ranking a lot, but I just want to say for the Amazon sellers listening, saying, oh, this is all only for Shopify is absolutely untrue. I mean, two simple things. Number one is, as you said, the other areas that are under the google umbrella include video and um, there are companies like pluggable that is huge i think it's top 200 amazon seller so millions and millions and millions of dollars a year and they get a lot of traffic from their google sorry their video ads which is a google platform on youtube no they're not ads sorry they're organic videos is what i'm trying to say which really explain how to use their products in a very very helpful way so that's one example of people who are very focused on amazon as a sales channel but for a traffic channel they're using google assets in this case youtube another example is a much smaller scale that my friend and colleague, Ashley Pierce, who's been in the 10K Collective, mastermind probably nearly four years now, is working with quite a few people and actually starting to work with some aggregators now to help them with organic ranking Mm -hmm. keywords, which can then be sent to Amazon as the sales channel, but the traffic channel can be your own blog. And Mm -hmm. that's super smart because what do we not have on Amazon? No contact with the customers. So even, even if you only, quotes and quotes, capture their information and can follow up for a review outside of the amazon sort of bubble where they control everything that's hugely important that in yeah. itself could be a massive competitive advantage not even talking about the traffic that can come from that so i would yeah. say to any amazon sellers out there yeah. seo is a skill you need to develop and it's an yeah. amazingly good value because amazon ads are going absolutely crazy price-wise facebook ads are very difficult because of the ios updates etc whereas seo is just is you know trucking on yeah so uh, i would say to any amazon sellers listening yeah. you actually got to do this thing
1: <laughs> great question from a live listener here on the podcast which is if you're selling on both etsy and shopify are you really competing with yourself you're trying to be number one for the same keywords it's a great insight the short answer is yes but no But so the answer is you can compete with yourself, which would be unwise. And so, and what I mean by that is you want to be number one on Etsy in the marketplace on Etsy as a search outcome. So when people go to Etsy and they search for that keyword or key phrase, you want to be number one. So there's a whole body of work there. I don't think we've ever actually podcast, you know, we've not, not done a conversation about that, but so, so there you are, there you have it. So, but then on the Google side to, to the question is if somebody searches on Google for that key phrase and Etsy is number 1 um and you're you're there you're on Etsy I mean you, you would be a part of that outcome in the same way you would be if you were in a listicle article for the dot dash or the spruce bloggers but you could also then be number 2 so you are competing against yourself in that regard now what you don't want to do and here's why I said you are but you shouldn't or or you aren't what you don't want to do is compete against Etsy with paid advertising, because you will lose that battle. (laughs) And so, and what's interesting here is what you have to think through is it's almost like playing chess because, okay, let's say, for example, you're number one on Etsy for a key phrase in the marketplace on Etsy when people search. And then if you go to Google and you use a key phrase, Etsy's number one in that, you know, result for that space. You're thumbs up the winner because Etsy's number one, on the google search and you're number one inside the etsy outcome what people click into but so but if you start paying money uh on google adwords to in essence spend money to be uh, higher than that organic result on google then you're you're not wasting money but you're spending money that you maybe don't need to But if you want the traffic to go off, not to, to go to Etsy, you want the traffic to go to your Shopify site, that would be why you would do that. Now, what's really doubly weird about this whole scenario is you can be competing with Etsy on the organic ranking side for the organic search and results page. And then obviously you can be competing with Etsy on the paid side. and etsy instituted policy etsy is our second largest marketplace for for us beside our shopify site just as context on for pixie fair and so etsy instituted a policy a year and a half two years ago of basically spending money to to on ad, on ads on google ads that they charge you for <laughs> as a seller which actually when they started that, i was like what come on that's not going to be cool But actually, it is cool. It's really actually works well. So what you want to think through is if Etsy is paying to promote a keyword or key phrase that then they're charging you for and you're getting a good outcome from that, you don't want to then do AdWords directly against those keywords or key phrases because then you're competing directly, literally against yourself Etsy's managing the one, the um, in the in the blue corner. It's Etsy. In the red corner, it's you. And, and but it's both your products on both sides of it. That would be uh, a mistake. That's what we've avoided, tried to avoid. So when when Etsy is promoting our content and and paying to promote that content, we don't bid up the we we don't compete because the competition is not just ha ha. I'm going to win either way. But I'm spending some money the it, what actually will occur is you will make it less attractive for Etsy because you are bidding against the phrases and you're it's it's a Dutch auction at the back end of these AdWords systems. There's a bitter system. And if you win, you beat them. Uh, but if they beat you, they're paying more than if you weren't there.
0: Yeah. Is all that really insanely confusing? Sorry. About- I think it makes sense to me. I, I mean, <laughs> okay. by the way, if you're wanting some show notes, don't forget <laughs> to go to the and you can you can yeah. even pop in there and or you know, and if you're watching this live on Facebook pl- or, or wherever, any other channels, um, do put in some questions if you need a bit mm-hmm. of clarification from, from yeah. Jason on this. For me, it makes sense. I mean, broadly speaking, don't pay twice for ads is what mm-hmm. the, the simple version. In other words, if you're yeah. paying Etsy to rank on Google. Etsy is going to have insane domain authority. That's a very smart move. It strikes me mm-hmm. not being an Etsy seller myself, but I've, mm-hmm. I've helped clients get started on Etsy, but it, it strikes me that's enough paying. <laughs> Don't do it twice. And the other question that strikes me again bit broad for today's podcast is really, you know, got to think through why you're selling on two channels and where the plus and minuses of that are really. And competing against yourself, if, if that's what you're ending up doing, it probably means that you haven't really thought through your channel strategy, I would suggest.
1: Maybe not. But as okay. the omni-channel coach of people, I would say the the reason or the, the use case, the counter- counter argument to what you you just expressed is because that's where the people are
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, so, no i'm not saying please don't misunderstand, you know, so. i'm not saying you shouldn't be multi-channel seller i'm saying uh-huh. you have to think through why and where yeah. the possible conflicts are and i've seen that in advance yeah. such that google yeah. adwords is is just part of an overall strategy of you know where you use shopify where you use etsy so no i'm not i'm not suggesting for a second you shouldn't be multi-channel i think it's a smart thing to do just to be oh, sure sure okay great uh, yeah yeah that's uh,
1: yeah, but, so yeah. but it is it does get complicated, doesn't it? Especially mm-hmm. when an organic and ad based uh, traffic is is factored into the mix. So uh, again, great question, and this is uh, this is why this stuff takes time and energy to think through and, and unpack. So hopefully, this conversation has been helpful. I'm happy to summarize. Yeah, please could you summarize steps.
0: the five steps? I think fantastic information today, man. Gotta to say, really, really good stuff. So yeah, let's have those five again.
1: Okay, here's how you rank on Google organic search organically. Number one, you have a laser beam focus on a keyword or key phrase that is a buying word or phrase, not just an informational word or phrase. Number two, you want to tune your entire website and content to rank for that keyword or key phrase, and then the derivative long tail key phrases on your homepage, your blog pages, your secondary pages, your collections pages, everywhere on your website, you want to have it thought through to rank well um, for that that keyword or key phrase. Number three, you want to work to get authority backlinks from high traffic sites that will send signals to Google that you are a trusted provider in the space in terms of information or products and really work hard to make that a reality. It will shortcut your path to success tremendously if you can make that work. Number four is use consultants or experts sparingly, except of course, humble podcasters who want to give you advice and input for free. And then number five is when all else fails, use Google AdWords system to cut the line and go straight to the top with some paid text-based ads or shopping ads in particular that really get you front and center for the keyword or key phrase that you're going after. That's the five-step path to crushing it on Google (laughs) organically, or (laughs) caveat number five with paid outcomes. And you too can be up there in overtime, getting traffic from Google, which of course is a huge, huge boon to every,
0: uh, you know, seller online, if they can get it to work. Absolutely. So any final comments before we give our trusty call to action for subscribers? Well, I just say that
1: we've talked about this last year with strategies for SEO. We also have done a lot of conversations on, you know, AdWords work. So we have prior episodes on that. You can search in your podcast player for the word, the phrase SEO or the phrase, you know, Google AdWords. The other thing I would just say is all of this is covered in detail in my book, Nine Mountains of Traffic. And that book uh, goes over, obviously, eight other (laughs) mountains of traffic besides organic (laughs) search and really gives you insight into how best to to pull together an overall comprehensive traffic strategy for your company.
0: And by the way, awesome Um, metaphor and and overview. What I think is fantastic is that, you know, when we sat down to create the podcast together, we wanted to give the overview of things. But I think particularly in traffic, people get very, very kind of tribal and there's lots of Facebook ads expertise out there and there's lots of Google SEO expertise. But you give that overview and and I think that's incredibly valuable and quite rare. So it's a fantastic book, definitely worth getting. Absolutely. the, The final thing I would say to anyone listening to the podcast is simply don't forget to subscribe. Um, you know join the growing tribes i mean it's actually mm-hmm. pretty straight line sort of graph going from left upwards to the right so there's yeah. lots of people joining us so come yeah. and be part of the party and if you're on apple podcast don't forget to give us a rating uh, out of five stars it's really really helpful as well
1: absolutely right
0: that was the e-commerce leader podcast with michael vesey in london england and jason miles in seattle washington if you liked this content don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.TheEcommerceLeader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.